Please welcome the liberator of the libido, Dr. Alex Schiller! 98% of the human population is unfuckable. Don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. Hello, my beautiful fuckable angels. My name is Dr. Alex Schiller, and I never sleep alone unless I want to. I've had sexual intercourse with 3,224 people. I am the author of the international best-selling book, Never Sleep Alone, and you can get your copy at NeverSleepAlone.com. Be sure to RSS, rate, subscribe, and share the NSA podcast, and call us with your sex and dating questions at 646 484 93 We got a lot of callers to get to, so slip into something sexy or just get naked and get yourself something fabulous to drink. Now today, I have gotten Chef Dario and Tom's consent to actually be topless while recording, and I am wearing these lovely fundoshi. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It is a pair of traditional Japanese underwear, which was originally worn by men, but now there is a movement in Japan where modern Japanese women are wearing them and loving them, and I have a wonderful Japanese reader named Atsuko who sent me these. They are a deep coral. They are silky. They are gorgeous. Do you like them? Yes, I like them. They're actually very comfortable, and they make me feel very sexy. So, arigato gozaimasu. I hope I pronounced that right. Atsuko. And I hope, I really do hope I pronounced all that right. And if you're listening in Japan, you can actually now get your copy of Never Sleep Alone in Japanese at your local bookstore or through my wonderful Japanese publishers, Daiwa Shobo. DM me if you want the direct link. It is, isn't it a gorgeous volume? Beautiful. It's really beautiful what yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good. if you're a fan of Never Sleep Alone in English, it's a good way to learn Japanese because they actually did the principles in Japanese and English. So I'm wearing my silk fundoshi. I'm drinking a glass of cold sparkling water and I am ready to take our first caller. Carly from Chicago. Carly, what are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you? I have not started drinking tonight, actually, but I'm in a mini skirt, some black knee-high boots, and a turtleneck waiting for my boyfriend to pick me up. Oh, very nice. Where are y'all going tonight? We're going out to dinner and meeting some friends. Very, very nice. All right. So what can we do for you, Carly? So my boyfriend and I have just started going to sex parties. We've been to three so far. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, it's been really fun. Um... And our first one was really fun for me, but he has been struggling to enjoy them as much as me. And I'd really like to keep going, but it seems like he doesn't like seeing me with other men. And he just kind of gets turned off entirely just having men next to him. And he didn't know it would be that way. It was his idea too, so. All right. How long have y'all been together? A little over a year now. It was a mutual idea to go to the sex parties, or who who brought this up first? We've both always wanted to go. Okay. And uh, did you set ground rules before you went? Did you have conversations before you went to your first sex party? We didn't set any ground rules. We said anything will go. Just we'll have a small chat right before, like, oh, are you okay with this? Did you guys set a safe word? No, we didn't set a safe word. All right. So I think what tends to happen at sex parties 
lot is, you know, both partners think it's a great idea in theory, and then one or both of you get there and you feel a total lack of control. And that can be scary. And when you don't go in there with parameters set, you just feel powerless and the anxiety sets in. And once the anxiety sets in, it's really, really hard to have fun. If I may ask, were these hetero sex parties or was it a mixed group? It was a mixed group. Okay. So walk me through exactly what happened. So we enter this big hotel room and there are already a lot of people there. It's a lot of single men. There's mm-hmm. not really single women and there's uh, mostly couples. And we're all just talking, like waiting for the ice to break. We're like, okay, so when are people going to start touching each other and everything? And I realized my boyfriend started getting nervous when I had left to the bathroom and I was just freshening up. And then he was super scared when I got back thinking that I had already done something (laughs) so other people started before us we waited for people to get involved and then slowly started taking our clothes off at first it was just us and then we wanted to like swap with the couple and then yes i started to see how anxious he was really getting when i started getting involved with other people and you kept going i was going while he was also involved with somebody else but i noticed he kept looking back at me and then when i started actually having sex with somebody else i realized he walked away okay and then what did you do i left and i followed him immediately all right well that's good it's very important that first and foremost, you make him understand that he is the most important person to you? Is he? I mean, do you love this man? Do you desire this man? Yes, of course. I I wanted him to feel comfortable immediately. I didn't want to just enjoy myself. I wanted us to enjoy the experience together. And you still desire him sexually? Yeah. Why do you want to have sex with other men? I want you to define that for me, and then we're going to talk about the conversation you're going to have with him. I like to be watched. I like watching people. I think it heightens the whole experience. It's a moment to completely unleash and to be like animalistic and and just have fun, have like, be sexy entirely. I like that other people want me. And I thought that it would be good to watch each other like I get turned on by watching him too. So it's just a whole fun experience that I could do a few times a month. Well, it's adds to my happiness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I completely agree, and that that is why I like sex parties, too. And, you know, I've had partners that love sex parties. I've had partners that did not like them at all, and we we never went again, and that's probably why they're not my partners anymore, because it is something that is important to me. I'm an exhibitionist. I love, you know, having sex with my primary partner in front of other people. Let me ask you, have you talked about it with him? Is it a primal jealousy issue? Is it emotional jealousy? Did you say... Can you walk me through why you felt uncomfortable and what was going on? Or are these all assumptions you're making based on his behavior? We had a few discussions about it. Um, after our first experience, we were trying to figure out what it was. He's like, I think it's primal. Um, I just I felt like somebody was taking something from me. Um, I didn't like seeing you with other people. And then we went to an, other sex parties like two other times. And I tried to get intimate again. And he's just like, I just don't like it. This time it wasn't. Like somebody was taking something from me. I just didn't like that experience. So the second time you just went with the premise of like, this time we're just going to go and we're just going to have sex me and you while people are watching. Yes. And then it started turning into more because it's hard to control. (laughs) Um, And then when you're in the moment, like people are getting involved with you, other people are touching you and then that just ends up bothering him. And nobody wants to mess up the mood when everyone's enjoying themselves. Well, see, that's I think that's a dangerous attitude to have. And I think what he needs is he needs to regain 
a sense of power and control in the situation. He needs to get his confidence back. If you're going to keep going to these, you need to let him know that he is in control and that he can be dominant and that he can set rules about who can touch you, who you can touch, what is going on. And I find that in sex parties, a lot of people really respond well to commands. You know, there have been times when I've been in sex parties and I've said to the group of people watching, all of you take two steps back and jerk off while my husband fucks me. Have you thought about doing that or discussing doing that with him and seeing if he would like it? No, I haven't. I haven't thought about that. I think that you two need to have a little one-on-one date in a sensual environment and ask him what would turn him on. What would he be into in a sex party situation? And ask him, you know, would he be turned on if you and another woman go down on him? Would he like to have another guy watch him fuck you? And the other guy can't touch you. I think it needs to start with a conversation where he feels like he does have power and control because it sounds to me like he's feeling really powerless right now. And you have all these crazy desires that don't involve him, and I think it's freaking him out a little bit. Okay. Now, do you get jealous when you see him hook up with other women? Have you seen him hook up with other women? Yeah, we've had private threesomes, and I saw him at sex party as well. And I don't get jealous at all. It's something that I enjoy and also like to be involved in. Private threesomes uh, work work perfectly, work great. Yeah. Okay. Chef Dar, do you have some advice as a heterosexual man? Have you been in this situation before? I have felt uncomfortable before in similar situations, but I never was in that situation with my primary partner. I understand it can be a very powerful experience for you to discover these sex parties and discover, you know, the kind of heightened sexual energy that there is if you have all these people around you and, you know, and everybody can touch you and you can touch, as you said, like this primal uh, it's a very hot. thing. So how, how important is that discovery uh, for you? And um, where do you see this going for you if, you know, if your partner could behave in the perfect way for you? It would definitely be ideal if he could enjoy me having fun. I think y'all just need to take a step back. You went into this without doing your homework first. If your partner is someone that you really do desire and you really do love, you need to tell him that. And you need to say, babe, I want you to know this is something that we are doing together. It is something I want to keep doing, but you are the most important person in my life. Find out what he's into, what his boundaries are, and start there. If he wants a boundary where you go to a sex party and you only pay attention to him, then do that. Maybe he's willing to go, you know, separate ways at a sex party so he doesn't have to actually see you hooking up with somebody else. Maybe he wants to give you commands with another woman, but you need to have that conversation and you need to start with, we're not going to do anything you don't want to do. Let's take a step back and I want to hear what you want. And I want to give you a chance to be in control because you've been having your fantasy fulfilled, which is great, but it's time to really take a step back and ask your partner, what he would feel comfortable with, and then go forward. Is he a kinky person otherwise? Yeah, I would say he is. He is. Yeah. So maybe you'll find the right trick. All right. Sit down, have a conversation, recalibrate, and go back into it on the same page. Okay. And establish some rules going into it. Establish a safe word, a word that you guys can say. You need to keep your intimacy as a couple. Okay, remember, you are in this together. Go into it and let him be in complete control of what's going to happen at the next one. And then go from there. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Write to me, Dr. Alex at NeverSleepAlone.com. Let me know how it's going. And if you want, we can get on a little three-way Zoom together. Thank you so much. Stay bold. Stay beautiful. Stay fuckable.
Why shouldn't I? Odin from New York City. Hello, Odin. Hello. Hello there. What are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you? I'm shirtless, sipping on some bourbon, and I have on some briefs. Oh, and you're in New York City. What can we do for you? Well, um, I'm in a bit of a situation, and I could use some advice. So I've been talking to a girl now for about five months. And when I we met online, of course, right, the modern day. So when I had tried making plans to meet with her, she gave me an excuse, which is when I realized that she is not from my city, let alone my country. And she told me she's actually from Indonesia. Indonesia? That's far. <laughs> Very. How long have y'all been chatting online? Five months. Have you video chatted? Yes. Where, where exactly did you meet online? It was an app called Tagged. Tagged? I don't know that one. Yes. Well, what's, what makes Tagged special? You can get straight to the point. You can go straight to the point. Like, I would like to chat for five months first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So on tagged by straight to the point, do you what was your first My interaction on mm-hmm, what was your opening message on tagged? Thirty Dom BBC from Queens looking for a friends with benefit that could lead to more. I'd like to get to Fuck this Indonesian that. Odin, I'm coming over right now. <laughs> All right, okay. Just tell tell me what's your why shouldn't I? Well, my why shouldn't I would have to be why shouldn't I move to another country? to be with this someone because you don't need to because i'm right here <laughs> uh yeah maybe it's because you've never met in person that could be taken care of by at least one visit one trip. well i think you should visit if you've been talking for this long and you you have chemistry with this person and you've actually i want to make sure you're not getting catfished my exactly. my, my beautiful bbc you've actually had a video chat with this person and you've seen their actual face uh, more than one and this is a beautiful woman, and you connect to her. I do. And she's gorgeous, yes. Well, you should go. I mean, move you, there. Yeah, I don't go. think you, yeah, I don't think you should up so and move, move there. there. No, no. Not yet. Why would you move there? Have you ever been out of the country, I'm dear a boy? I'm romantic. I haven't. Well, uh, what all right. do you do for work, if you, can, if you don't mind sharing? I'm a music producer. Then you can do that. All right, you can, can, right? You can yeah, work you from can, anywhere. You can move there for a month. You can move there for a month, <laughs> right? but I don't want you to move there... You should move there because you want an adventure and you want to produce music in Indonesia and maybe have a real connection and something lasting with this person you've been chatting with online. You shouldn't move there because you think you're going to marry this person and live happily ever after. So if Indonesia appeals to you, if working remotely appeals to you, if saying yes to adventure appeals to you, you should go. How old is this Indonesian girl? She's 22. On a 22-year-old Indonesian. He's a 30-year-old big black cock, okay? I don't want you putting expectations on this young Indonesian woman you've never met, and I don't want you putting expectations on your big, beautiful black cock. You understand? That's actually fair advice. Okay. So do it, but do it with no expectations. Will from WeHo's got something he wants to say. I would just like to uh, let this gentleman know that if he ever decides to cross over to the other side, I would not have a difficult time saying big black cock ever. Thank you, Will from WeHo. Do you have any useful advice for the man? 
anything he can actually use because I don't think he wants to stick his big black cock in your West Hollywood eager, hungry asshole. In the gay community, it's a most prized possession, that big black cock. Please stop fetishizing our callers. In our community, he would not have to travel far to to get what he was looking for. So for me, I'm like, oh, please, let's not lose another one. But this this girl must be pretty special. But would you personally, Will from WeHo, if you were chatting with someone online and you had a connection, would you move to a different country for them? Does he have a big black cock? <laughs> Here's the other way you can go. You can buy her a ticket to come visit you. That's a great idea, too. He takes the responsibility of flying her here, and they don't have chemistry. Then he's got a 22-year-old. I take it she has never left Indonesia? She hasn't. All right. He's got a 22-year-old alone in the big city, and then this becomes his responsibility. That actually happened to me before. Exactly. And that is the absolute <laughs> worst when that happens. It, it, it's happened to me before, too. You know, I haven't moved permanently, but luckily with my job, I can live and work anywhere. So, you know, Excellent. if it's long and thick, I moved to Zurich. But listen, the thing is, I think, you know, you're the older one. You're the one who's more established in his career. If anyone's going anywhere, you should go there. She shouldn't come here. I agree with but that. But I want you to go there with no expectations other than you're going to have an adventure. You're going to meet an interesting human. And maybe you and that human are going to have chemistry and going to have many happy endings. And maybe not. And if that doesn't happen, hell, you made a new friend. That definitely made things a lot more clear. I could appreciate that. You can buy this plane ticket without getting yourself into big credit card debt, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, then go. Hell, I'll give you some of my miles. I'm a hopeless romantic, too, deep down. All right, Odin, what the hell? You got nothing to lose. Life is long. C equals FML. Chemistry equals fate minus logic. So let's see what happens, and I'll transfer you some of my miles so that you can upgrade to first class. How about that, Odin? Very appreciative. Be bold. The mighty forces will come to your aid. Be bold. Be beautiful. Be fuckable. Have fun. Let us know how it goes. Thank you. In today's NSA Mailback, we have a question for Chef Dario. Let's hear it. Chef Dario, what kind of women do you typically go for, and what do you find to be the most attractive qualities in a woman? The most attractive quality in a woman is uh, uh, the self-confidence in her sexual persona. I like women that are really sexy and that you can tell they have a good hold of it, and they are they know how to how to showcase that. I find that very attractive, and. Uh, yeah, I really, I really don't have a type. I, 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 I go with the most different kind of women, uh, most different ages, different uh, social backgrounds. Life, it's an exploration. Sometimes I like a woman because I know exactly what I'm going to get. Sometimes I like a woman because I have no idea what I'm going to get. Short answer, he likes them slutty. Oh, it's not a quality, though. It's a, it's a behavior. It's a, it's a style of behaving yourself. True. I've seen some yeah. of the women you've hooked up with, and I will say they are diverse. You love women of all ages, sizes, but damn, do you love yourself some women. God bless you. All right, let's talk to John from Plano. John, what are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you? Uh, yeah, so uh, just wearing pajamas, drinking water. Um, my question, uh, it's it's about like uh, pornography. So I'm just curious, um, is that a, a good thing or a bad thing to have uh, like in, in a relationship? Now, when you say is it healthy to have in relationships? You mean, is it healthy to watch porn by yourself when you're in a relationship with another person? Are you asking if it's healthy to watch porn with your partner? What exactly are you asking? I would say kind of both. I, I guess more so just like by yourself. I, I've had like, uh, not to get 
too into detail, but people are, are just uh, like like a partner would be uh, very upset, or or even seeing other other people in general consider that as like cheating or something like that. Like they, John, they, are we talking just you watching porn? Or are we talking you talking to webcam performers? Uh, just just uh, porn. Just like, just know. jerking it to some good old fashioned porn. And the people you like to sleep with, these are men, women, non-binary people. Uh, women. Women. All right. So we're talking about heterosexual situations. Yeah, man. A lot of hetero women. They get jealous of the porn. You know, if you grew up in a small town, if you grew up in a certain religion, you were taught that that is dirty and that is bad. So you don't really expose yourself to porn. And the idea that your partner is watching porn and getting off from it and getting off from women that aren't you doing things that you've been taught your whole life are filthy can be a little bit upsetting. I want to hear what Chef Dario has to say about this. I want to know if there is a general question or if it's, uh, or if you're asking because you're having trouble with a conversation related to pornography in a specific relationship that you're in at the moment. It's just kind of like, um, I don't know. Just... So you have a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she caught you watching porn. She was uh, offended by it. Yes, yes. Mostly she, uh, she found out. She found out How by looking through out? your internet history or by walking in on you? Uh, just looking, looking through the history, basically. Why is she looking through your internet history? Why does anyone look through someone else's internet history? You know what you'd find if you looked through my internet history? We can't even say it on the radio. That's exactly, it's that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be a bit careful. <laughs> so, and no, how did no, no. she confront you about this? She said, I looked in your internet history, and I do not like the fact that you are into Japanese lactating threesomes. <laughs> she, she, she was just like, kind of offended about it. Oh. She was uh, like, oh, I should be enough for you? Or like, she was like, yeah, she, would just, yeah, she just found it a despicable thing to do? Uh, yeah, I would say it is. it is absolutely, basically, you should just be like, Having sex with me, kind of. How often are you guys having sex? I would say like a, a couple times a week. couple times a week, and your porn history showed you to be jerking off to porn how many days a week? I'll, I'll be honest, I'll say like almost about every day. Exactly. So that's one issue. And I think that that is a typical issue. When I was a young woman, um, and I had only had one boyfriend, and he was kind of, you know, my whole sexual world, and I was just coming into my own sexuality, I was very upset that I wasn't getting as much sex as I wanted from him, but he was going and jerking off to porn every day. So I understand that feeling. Do you find that your consumption of porn is diminishing your desire for your actual partner? I, I would say so. It feels like a lot more. Like I, I just kind of prefer it more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's messed up. But like, it's okay. We, the, the, we're here to explore that. And why do you think you prefer it more? I just think there's just more like variety kind of. Like it's just more exciting. I'm not sure. Do you have any desire in making your actual sex life with your actual partner have more variety and be more exciting and exotic and kinky? And do you think she has that desire? Uh, I, w- I would say so. I think it's, it's pretty equal. I think we're just still kind of like uh, talking about it. So when she said, I'm upset about this, what'd you say to her? Uh, it's just like, it's, it's just kind of like my thing. I guess I like, like watched a lot like, as a kid. So 
it can be like a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think porn in moderation can be a good thing because I think you can learn a lot from it. And I think that it's a way to explore fantasies with each other if you share porn with your partner. But I think when it becomes a solitary pursuit and one that you prefer in lieu of real sex with your real partner, that is when it becomes a problem. So in this particular instance, it could be a problem. And I think it's one that you should talk about if you want to keep this partner. So I think maybe because this has kind of come to a head where she found what you were doing, she said that she's not happy with it. How would you feel about saying to her, look, this is something that has become a habit to me, but for you and also for myself, I am willing to go on a one week porn cleanse Mm -hmm. to see if this positively affects our relationship with each other. And also I'd like to talk to you about the kinds of things that I would like to do in bed that I get to watch in these movies. And I want to hear about your fantasies as well. Would you be willing to give up porn for a week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be painful, isn't it? It's going to be painful. (laughs) Listen, I love my porn too, because it's a real good way to get off real quick without having to worry about anyone else. And in that way, when you've got things to do, you've got emails to send, it can be a great thing. But this is, it sounds like it's really causing a wedge between you and your partner. And your partner is someone you want to stay with, yes? Yeah. All right. So I think you need to have the conversation. Would you be willing to ever watch porn with your partner? Or is this something that you want to keep just for you? Um, No, I think it's it's kind of like like I I probably should take a break. All right. Well, I think if you care about this partner and you want to be with them, I think you should say, listen, this is something that became a habit to me. But you know what? I like you more. And I care about our relationship more. I like you. I love you. You're the lady of my life. And I I want to work on our relationship together. So if the porn really bothers you, I think step one in working on our relationship is me laying off the porn for a while. So if I do that, can we talk about how we're going to make our sex life more exciting, more satisfying, more pleasurable for both of us? Because I want to please you. Do you think you can have that conversation? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. I want you to practice on me once. Imagine that I'm her. You just came home. Hi. Hey, like, what's up? Nothing. Just, like, had a hard day at work. How are you? Good. Just working here, too. You're being weird. What do you want? Uh, I guess we could talk about, like, things you saw on, like, my computer and just, like, because I know it offends you. I know I know it's something that bothers you, so. It does bother me. Uh, I want to take a break from it and just keep my sexual focus on you. Well, that would be nice. Yeah. I would like that. Yeah. Maybe I want you to fuck my mouth until I choke all over your cock. That sounds great. See, it could go like that. The conversation, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I think I think also, all joking aside, I think um, a good way to go with that conversation is like, look, this is something that I used either as relaxation or as an escape or to explore fantasies. And I think that we can be that for each other. You know, we can use each other to relax and to escape and to explore fantasies. I know you work really hard. You're an incredible girlfriend and I want to please you. So can we please talk about your fantasies? Can we talk about what you want in and out of bed? And I will be your personal porn star. Yeah, that sounds good. Talk like that. We like this. We like these dramatic gestures. Try them. See how they work out. And remember, one thing to know about hetero women, if you can be her fantasy out of bed, she's more likely to want to be your fantasy in bed. All right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Stay bold. Stay beautiful. Stay fuckable. Doing it with Dario. You know when you have a very sexy dinner planned and you just don't know what to do for dessert and you don't have time to worry about it. You don't know, you just don't know what to do. You're lost. 
Well, I'm here, and this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna take some good quality vanilla ice cream, some sea salt flakes, and a drizzle of extra virgin olive oil. You're gonna plate it nicely and theatrically on a small dark plate, and you're gonna garnish it with a spring of rosemary. And don't forget to spank the rosemary. And that's it. All right, we are talking to Franklin from Richmond. Franklin, what are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you? <laughs> I wish I was drinking something interesting. All I have on my desk is water in front of me now. Water is interesting, Franklin. <laughs> Got to stay hydrated. What are you wearing, Franklin? I, I just came in from an appointment, so I'm wearing nice uh, jeans and a nice uh, sport jacket on top, so I have like a cool look right now. All right. Well, what the hell's going on? What can we do for you? All right. I'm in a relationship with a woman, fairly, you know, a few months old, maybe six months old, this relationship, and uh, she is uh, non-communicative regarding sex and her response to sex. So this is leaving me like totally in the dark. Am I pleasing her? Am I annoying her? Am I hurting her? You know. Have you asked her? She's very shy. She's uh, Asian. She's Chinese. Born. Have you asked her? I tried to ask her. When do you try to ask her? During the act? Before? After? Kind of both. You know, one time I had a conversation with her one time after the act. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I was trying to ask her, does she have an orgasm? Is she having an orgasm? English is not her first language. And she, you know, she had a hard time understanding the word orgasm. I'm saying orgasm, um, climax, uh, come. You know, she just, you know, she had a hard time, like, understanding what I'm talking about. I actually had to, like, gesture with my hand and my groin, up and down, up and down. This is what I'm talking about. Did you have that? And, and what did she do? when you made these gestures? She said, I never had this type of conversation before. Interesting. She's kind of old-fashioned, kind of naive. Okay, and how old is she? She is 54. Do you know her previous romantic and sexual history? Uh, somewhat. Uh, her husband passed away about 18 months ago, and I believe she's had no sexual activity for the 18 months. I'm pretty sure that's the case. And she told me that she and her husband slept in separate bedrooms. So, you know, this kind of makes me think that she is not heavily sexually experienced at all. Where did y'all meet? Hiking. So she's outdoorsy. Yeah, we both happened to go to a hiking group. So met in a very, you know, nice organic way like that. Started talking, exchanged information. And when you talk about non-sexual things, there doesn't seem to be a language barrier there? No, not really. We, you know, we find a way to communicate. She, she's okay. She works here in New York. Okay, so it just sounds like it's something that culturally, psychologically, she's not comfortable talking yeah, about. Yeah, she, she actually said she's never had this type of conversation. Like nobody ever looked her in the eyes and asked her, do you like sex? Well, it is wonderful that you're asking and you need to keep asking. You need to say, though, you need to get consent to have this conversation. And I think the place to do it is on a nice long hike. Okay. Does she like wine? Not much of a drinker. What does she like? She drinks hot water. I joke with her. Let's have a wild party, play music, start dancing, and drink hot water. That's <laughs> that's what she does for fun. She drinks hot water, not even tea. Well, she sounds like a hoot. <laughs> I think this is what I would do if I were you. I'd go on a hike, and I would just initiate the conversation while you're in a non-sexual situation. And I think you should say to her, I really enjoy having sex, and I really enjoy spending time with you in and out of bed. But it's very important for me to understand, because I care about you, 
if you are enjoying the sex we are having or not. And I know you don't typically talk about sex, but hell, lady, we are in our 50s, and now is the time to be honest about our desires. So I'd really love to have this conversation with you. Is that something you're comfortable doing? Good, I like it. And if she says no, that she's not willing to talk to you about it at all, then you might want to reconsider being in a relationship with this person. If you are someone who is sexually communicative, you can say, listen, Jennifer, I can't be with a woman if I don't know that she's happy. So we need to find a way for you to communicate with me. If you don't want to do it in words, maybe you can write a letter, but I need to know that you're liking what I'm doing. If I speak to her directly to her like that, she's so shy. She'll answer by like closing her eyes and like nodding yes. And I have to watch really closely even to detect her head nodding. That's how like cautious she is with all of her communication. And do you get off on this? I mean, <laughs> this is the person you pursued. Are you loving this whole submissive, non-communicative thing or no? She's a good catch. She, she's a quality person, uh, intelligent, attractive, in shape. She's you know several years younger than me. She's good. She has her own home, a good career. So, you know, I, I, I'm feeling like uh, if I don't make this work, this is not good. She hasn't said, I don't like the sex we're having, correct? Well, part of the situation was because she has not had much sex is she's very tight vaginally. When when this happens, when you're in the act and it seems like it hurts, do you stop? Well, she's taken to using a pain cream, a pain cream called linocaine, which I glanced at the label. It's like for like sunburn or poison ivy or, you know, like this is what you want to put down there as a lubrication. I said, I, I have KY jelly. I have oil. She knows her body. She needs to do what's right for her body. But it just sounds to me like she is not used to talking about sex. So I don't know if it's appropriate for her, if she feels it's appropriate to talk about with you, but she needs to talk about it with someone. And it sounds to me that you need a sex partner who is more communicative. So you might not be a good match with each other, but if you want to try to make it work, I think yeah, you just trying. have to tenderly try to have these conversations in a non-sexual sense setting. And maybe if she doesn't want to talk about it, if you see her shutting down, acknowledge that and say, I can see you're shutting down verbally, but it's really important to me that you be happy in this relationship. So would writing out your feeling be something you're willing to do? And if she's not willing to communicate at all like that, you might be wanting to start to look for another partner. Tom, our producer, has something that uh, he wants to say. Sounds like her behavior in her body language is indicating that there might be some sort of trauma with her ex or trauma that she maybe had even before her ex that has caused her to shut down emotionally and sexually? This is a possibility because her husband died youngish uh, 18 months ago. You know, she's dealing with grief from losing her husband just last year. And maybe she's got a little bit of like guilt, like, okay, am I really single now? Should I really be doing this? You know, only a year later. 18 months is not a long time. You got to ADT. You got to ask, don't tell in this situation. I think Tom is right. It sounds like she's dealing with a lot of things. Does she go to therapy? She went to a therapist uh, one time, once, and the communication was so poor, she did not go back. All right. Well, I think, you know, you could encourage her to talk to someone. Say, if you're not going to talk to me, I think you need to talk to somebody yeah. and say, I want you to communicate with me, but I don't want to keep making you more and more uncomfortable and force you to do things that you don't want to do in or out of bed. But we are in a relationship. And, and what I need from you is to know that you are enjoying this relationship in and out of bed. And if you're not... I need to know 
how we can work on that so it could be something we both enjoy. Yeah, because we're, we're not that old. We're not over the hill where I want to, like, give up on the sexual relationship. I want it to be vibrant. I want it to be alive. We still got some good years. And you should say that to her. That's a beautiful sentiment and a beautiful desire. But you've got to understand she's probably going through menopause, and there are some major hormonal changes on top of the fact that she recently lost her husband. Yeah. So she is going through a lot of things. I mean, I think she should go to therapy Right. And, uh, you know, you can encourage her. You can't force her to do anything, but I think you can encourage her to be more open with herself, to possibly seek professional help, and to communicate with you. And if she can't do it in words, then maybe she can try it in written form. Scott from Boulder has something he would like to say. Dude, I just think you have a mountain to climb here, and it sounds like you are considerate of time just because you mentioned that you were in your 50s, you want to have this vital sexual life. You're not a senior yet. So I feel like you got to really ask yourself, is, is this the amount of time that I'm willing to put into this relationship? Especially now that it's still a young relationship. I get that you dig her, but you sort of rattled off like a resume and I didn't really hear like a strong connection between the two of you. So I'm just saying there might be someone else out there that is the actual full package because it sounds like, this woman, while she's nice, she may have a lot of great things about her, is not your full package. And if there's one thing Scott from Boulder knows about, it's a full package. <laughs> Thank you for that advice. That was very, very good advice. You said there were two two times you tried to communicate with her. What was the other time? We got in bed, maybe 10 o'clock. I said, I'm kind of tired. And I said, I'm thinking no sex tonight, but it's up to you. So would you like sex? Yes or no? And she, she didn't answer. She kind of like, hmm. And like she put her head down. Well, buddy, it wasn't a very sexy way to ask. Hello, I am tired. Do you want sex? Yes or no? No. Like, fill out this form here. Check the box. Yeah, I think you need to bring a little playful sensuality into your relationship. And, and I know it's hard because she's not giving you much. So right. you're automatically falling into this more clinical place. But I think you guys need some playful sensuality back in the life. And you need to understand she's going through a lot. I'd like to talk to you about this more off air. Write to me at dralex at neversleepalone.com if you want to talk more about it. But it sounds to me, you know, it is slow going, but I do like that you're trying to communicate with her. But just remember, you know, there are many forms of communication. If she's not comfortable with the verbal, encourage her to communicate with you in other ways. And always preface it with, it's because you're a very special person to me, and I want to make sure that I am bringing you happiness and pleasure. And if I'm not, I need to know that. If I am, I need to know that. Let's work on it together so that we can both have the mind-blowing orgasms that we deserve. Stay bold, stay beautiful, stay fuckable. And now it is time for America's favorite game. Hey! My lay. In Pay My Lay, you and your magnificent sexual partner can win up to $300 just for knowing what turns them on and gets them off. And on today's Pay My Lay from Brooklyn Heights, welcome to NSA, Tommy and Tracy. Hi. Hey, hello. hello. Are y'all ready to win some money? <laughs> yes. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to sequester them so they can't hear each other's answers. In round one, we're going to ask Tracy questions first. If Tommy's answers match, they will win $50 for each one they get right. Round two, same thing, except we talk to Tommy first. If Tracy's answers match, they win money. They have a chance to win a total of $300. But remember, guys, if you get more than two questions wrong, you lose everything. Tommy, we are sending you to the isolation booth. All right. Good luck, Tracy. Thank you. All right, Tracy. Question number one. Other than the bed, where is Tommy's favorite place in the house to have 
sex? Oh, okay. This is a good one. Um, I, w- I would say that it's um, <laughs> the kitchen sink. <laughs> At the kitchen sink. All right. Because I can... Um, I can open the cabinet and step up on into the cabinet and make it like. <laughs> Ooh, very sexy. So we're on the same. Yeah, we're on the same level. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Question number two. Would Tommy rather have five blowjobs and one free gourmet pizza from the New York pizza place of his choice a week or one blowjob and five gourmet pizzas per week? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm talking to Farah. I'm talking his favorite pizza place here. Jeez, this is not fair. Um, I mean, five blowjobs, one free pizza, or one blowjob and five free pizzas per week. For my own pride, I'm going to say five blowjobs and one pizza. I hope he says the same. All right, let's see. Question number three: If you and Tommy were going to make love during a board game cosplay session. Would he rather you be dressed as Princess Lolly from Candyland or Mrs. Peacock from Clue? Oh, um, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say M- Princess Lolly. You naughty, naughty Lolly girl. Yeah, Mrs. Peacock, she's the older, is that Mrs. Peacock the older woman? She's a very attractive older woman who's had very many husbands in her life. Oh, okay. We are bringing Tommy back from the isolation booth. I'm here. All right, Tommy, remember if your answers match Tracy's. for each matched answer. Answer more than two wrong, you lose everything. Question number one, other than the bed, Tommy, where is your favorite place to have sex in the house? My favorite is the shower, but hers is the couch. What would she have answered? Uh, Wrong! You answered everything but the kitchen sink, and the kitchen sink is her favorite place to have sex. Our heights are different, but when she's on the kitchen sink, our heights actually work out. So I should have thought of that. I thought you liked that. Uh, of course I like it. I, just, I was trying to think of what you would have said. I, mean, I, you know, you know, crap, I, I almost said shower. I almost said shower. That's uh, my least That's all right, guys. We're moving on. Tommy, <laughs> pay attention. Tommy, Tommy, and I need you to be honest about this. Would you rather have five blowjobs and one free gourmet pizza from the pizza place of your choice per week or one blowjob and five free gourmet pizzas from the pizza place of your choice per week. One blowjob and five oh, pizzas. Daddy, no. Come on. I, I knew you'd say that. I knew it. I knew you. I'm not. I'm not big into blowjobs. I mean, I love. I, I love everything else, but you know. Well, good thing because you're not getting any more for a while now. <laughs> oh man, why didn't I stay plunge? All right, question number three, Tommy, you better get this right, or you will lose everything. If you and Tracy were going to make love during a board game cosplay session, would you rather she be dressed as Princess Lolly from Candyland or Mrs. Peacock from Clue? Right, I don't know who that first one is. <laughs> Which one sounds hotter, uh, Tommy? I guess Mrs. Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to, we owe them money now. <laughs> <laughs> you owe us nothing. You owe us nothing, but you have lost the game. However, I want to keep going just for the sake of fun. You're not going to win any money, but if you keep going, I'll buy you a pizza. How about that? Oh man! We'll adjust the bar. Let's just see. Let's see if Tracy does better now. If if Tracy, if you can get, if you're, if you guys can match on even one of these, I will buy you a free pizza. If not, then you're you're just both losers. All right, you're going sequester Tracy, please. Tracy to the isolation booth. 
question number one, besides her genitals, where on Tracy's body does she love you to touch the most? Her nipples. Her nipples. All right. Question number two. Would Tracy rather you go down on her at the Wonder Wheel at Coney Island or take her from behind in the bathroom at Barcade on St. Mark's? Those would both be very fun. Um, Which would she rather you do? Go down on her. On the Wonder Wheel. She would think the bathroom is disgusting. Okay, good. Question number three. Would Tracy rather watch porn with you or make porn with you make porn very decisive <laughs> let's bring tracy back from the iso booth i feel like this is a three out of three let's see it means a free pizza if it is all right tracy are you ready yes i am all right tracy besides your genitals where on your body do you love tommy to touch you the most Damn, what is he gonna say <laughs> No, what's the um, truth? No, what, what's, what's the, the truth? truth? He thinks he knows. He thinks he knows your body. So where do you love him to touch you the okay. most that's not your genitals? Let's see. I guess... Uh, Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I guess, I mean, my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy said nipples. Oh, crap. All right. <laughs> it's all right. Now, Tracy, would you rather Tommy go down on you at the Wonder Wheel at Coney Island or take you from behind in the bathroom at Barcade on St. Mark's? Um, the Wonder Wheel. That sounds good. Dang! All right! Uh... <laughs> all right. All right. Let's make that happen soon. All right. Question number three. Tracy, would you rather watch porn with Tommy or make porn with Tommy? Oh, I'd rather make porn. Oh my gosh! It's gonna be a pizza porn Friday! You have won a pizza from the New York pizza place of your choice and I tell you what Tommy since you love pizza so much you're gonna pick where's that pizza coming from New York Pizza Suprema I didn't say that <laughs> oh well good it's a happy ending all the way around thank y'all for playing Play my lane. Thank you all for tuning in today. Thank you again, Atsuko, for this beautiful garment. Thank you to my wonderful Japanese publishers, Daiwa Shobo. Again, I hope I'm pronouncing all that right. I gotta get myself to Japan and learn some Japanese. But thank you so much for making the book available to Japanese readers. Be sure to check out my TikTok videos, follow us on Instagram, both at Never Sleep Alone, and subscribe, rate, and share our podcast with those who need a little NSA in their lives. Until next time, my magnificent angels, have some incredible new experiences, meet some sexy strangers, have some mind-blowing orgasms, and be bold, be beautiful, be fuckable. Dr. Alex is not a real doctor. Her degree was purchased online. The views expressed in this podcast are based solely on her personal experience and should not be taken as medical advice. Names have been changed to protect the fuckable.